You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, Learning to Yield. Enjoy. Amen. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Come on and just praise the Lord with me. We love you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, God, for your word, Lord, that it is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And we thank you, Lord. We look to your word today to hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Lord, we just love to eat of you. (laughs) And we thank you, Lord, that you and the word are one and the same. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the living word. And Lord, we just set our heart upon you right now to hear from you, to eat of you, and to take you to ourselves, Lord God, and be changed by your word. We thank you, Lord God, for ears that are anointed to hear, for a mouth that is anointed to speak, for a heart that's anointed and open to receive the word of God as it's delivered to us today. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ah, so exciting. (laughs) Let's look this morning at Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. This is going to be our main text this morning. Romans chapter 6, and we're looking at the New King James Version. And we're going to start at verse 11. And it says, uh, likewise, I'm sorry, I'm going to read from the screen. I don't have it here. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 12, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey in it in its lust, verse 13, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God, verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace, amen. We're going to be talking this morning, uh, the title of the message is Learning to Yield, Learning to Yield. And uh, I want to just quickly set this up by looking at a definition of yield. If we don't know uh, what yielding is, we won't know how to do it. If I don't know what a bicycle is, I won't know how to ride it. So we have to take a look at yielding first. So the definition of yield is in the dictionary says to give way to. So if you're yielding, you're giving way to. Other synonyms are to concede. We hear that word mostly in campaign. Uh, When you lose a campaign, you know, we had one, uh, just our race here for governor in Massachusetts, and it took a long time for the loser to concede. Um, To concede is to say, it's, it's to give way to the winner in that instance. To yield is to back down. A military conflict, if you yield to the enemy, then you back down, which we did not do on this day back at uh, Pearl Harbor. I just want to acknowledge today the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. In that situation, we did not yield to the enemy, but we entered into war at that time and did not yield. Um, yielding means to relent in an argument. If someone is in an argument with you, a debate of some type, and you relent, that means you back away or you yield your position. You back away. And to submit, (laughs) this word is often associated with what? Marriage, right? (laughs) All right, marriage, that's that word. But even in marriage, yes, we have to learn how to yield, how to submit. 
Also, it means to move or to make room for. We often know this on highways for the most part. Um, if we move out of the way or we're moving into some place, we are yielding. We know that from driving. Synonym uh, for it also continuing is to stop insisting on something. So if I'm going to yield, that means I'm going to stop insisting on something. And this happens often in parenting, right? One of us has got to stop insisting. Mom or dad makes a requirement. Maybe the kids say, I don't want to. And uh, maybe mom says, yes, I don't want to. Yes, I don't want to. Someone has to, at some point, stop insisting and yield, right? Then the other is to stop maintaining, um, like responsibilities. If I don't maintain my house, if I don't maintain the laundry, if I don't maintain the dishes, then I yield to chaos, right? Okay, so if I stop maintaining something, and you guys know what chaos is, right? What? Can't have anybody over syndrome, right? Can't have anybody over. <laughs> Because it's a mess, right? So if I, if I don't maintain, if I don't maintain, then I yield. I give over to um, whatever. So what, the reason I want to talk about this, you're learning to yield. We've got the highway there. That's going to be a primary thing that we talk about, the primary illustration today. Um, but here's why I want to talk about it. Because I'm convinced and Yervant was talking about it. Pastor Joseph talked about blessing and cursing. We've got these two things in our world, in our existence. And this is the best thing that we can know because uh, we need to learn what to yield to, right? And what not to yield to in this life, okay? So I'm either going to make way for things in my life or I need to not make way for things in my life. So this is important because as Yervon said in, in just taking the offering there and giving the offerings, that God can lead us on the inside and if we don't yield to that, we won't reap the benefit of that. In the same way, if I'm yielding to things that God has not willed for me, then I'm making room for or getting in line with things that God never willed for me. So it's so important that in this life, principally, we learn how to be led by on the inside and learn how to yield and when to not yield. And so that's what we want to talk about. Understand this, that when you yield to the flow, when you yield what you're doing, you're yielding, you're getting in on a flow is what you're doing. You're choosing to get in a flow of something. Okay, so, that's, so you think of that as well. In marriage, in parenting, in any of those examples, in debates, in campaigns, whatever those that we mentioned before, whatever it is that you choose to yield to is the thing you're getting in on, is how I like to say the flow you're getting in on, okay? And why is that important? Because what you choose to get in on is what you're going to end up producing in your life. And let's look at that principle in the scripture. Let's look at Proverbs. We go in your Bibles to Proverbs 14 <clears throat> and verse 24. This is in the New International Version. Remember what I just said, that whatever you choose to yield to, whatever you're choosing to get in the flow with is what you're going to produce in your life. Let's look at this scripture. It says, the wealth of the wise is their crown, but the folly of fools yields folly. 
right? This is a different definition of yields. This is produces. But they are one and the same in, in the sense that they work together in the sense that what you yield to is what you will yield, all right? So here we have this very plainly. I love Proverbs. Proverbs is, makes us wise. So wisdom in this verse yields wealth. Wisdom yields a crown, all right? I get in on wisdom, I can get in and produce. What I'll produce in my life is wealth and a crown. But on the contrary, if I get in on folly and foolishness, if I, don't, if I don't yield to wisdom, but I yield to folly, what it will produce in my life is more folly, right? That's just very simple, very, very simple principle here. So why is it so important that we learn what to yield to and what not to yield to? Because that's what we're getting in on the flow in, and that's what's going to be produced in our life. Okay, and that's what this proverb says. Folly yields folly. Wisdom yields wealth. Wisdom yields a crown. So we've got to make a choice, and it's what we're going to yield to and what we're not going to yield to. All right? Um, what about wisdom? Real quick. Let's look at Psalm 111.10. This is not on the screen, but if you put your eyes on it, I think you'd like to see it. <laughs> Psalm 111. I got to turn to it here. Verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we're going to yield to wisdom, we're going to yield to the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. So I like to maintain that fearing the Lord, everybody has the way of explaining it. But for me, what I like to say is that the fear of the Lord is simply taking God at his word. Simply taking God at his word. If I fear God, I will respect what he says. I will value what he says. I will put weight on what he says if I fear the Lord. A lot of people have a different ways of describing that. But right there in that scripture, it said that as I am following and obeying his commands, what am I doing? I'm fearing the Lord. As I'm following and obeying his commands, I am taking him at his word. I am fearing the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom, okay? Now, uh, trucking <laughs> is the example, and then the highway is what we're going to talk about. It's that funny. I love highway, church. It's great. I love the highway. But uh, <laughs> Pastor Joseph took that uh, scripture from Isaiah 35, 1 through 8. You can always look at that and meditate on that. Anytime you want to know where this highway church came from. But I like it because I love the road. <laughs> Um, you may not know, but I love to drive. I think you probably have shared that before, but I just love the highway. I love the open road. I love out in like Oklahoma and Texas where you can go 80 and it's not a problem. It's like, you know, it's posted and that's okay, you know. I love driving. But I grew up in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Joseph and I grew up there. And if you have ever traveled that way, you know the Interstate 80 is a major trucking route, or route, whatever you say. Major trucking route right there. Taking goods from one place to another. Trucks on there all the time. And what else about Pennsylvania? There are the Allegheny Mountains go through that area as well. Appalachian also, some of them. And so trucks and hills, you gotta know what you're doing out there, right? <laughs> trucks and hills, when trucks are climbing, they go 
slower, right? And when trucks go down a hill, they go faster. And you as a driver, as we were out there in that area learning to drive, we had to know how to respond to these types of things, right? We have to learn how to maintain a speed, how to yield when we needed to yield, how to work with them and not fight against them. And so we're going to use some of that knowledge um, as we talk this morning. <laughs> so yes, if you're surprised, I love to drive. <laughs> I love it. Um, so when you are uh, driving, there are two types of traffic, really, is what I want to kind of make the analogy. There are two types of traffic in this world. There's righteousness and there's wickedness or sin, all right? This is the traffic we're talking about. And you know what? I want to think about them as big rigs, as tractor trailers coming down. Blessing and wickedness. And we're in our car, okay? So you got the picture, you got the image. We're in our car, and all around us are trucks. Trucks, righteousness, trucks, wickedness. The thing is, is that we can kind of think of wickedness as a truck, kind of coming in and taking over, right? But blessing is also a truck, all right? The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, 2, that we can be overtaken, by blessings, right? So we can be overtaken by blessings. Sometimes you might be traveling down the road and you just feel like, whoa, where'd all these trucks come from? And you, all of a sudden you're overtaken. Well, don't think that overtaking is only for wicked, <laughs> okay? Overtaking is not just for wicked or for evil. I think we feel that sometimes, you know? But blessing can overtake us, amen? Amen? So, so blessings, in a sense, it, like evil, can just come upon you without you even knowing, just like a big truck on a highway. All of a sudden, there's all these surrounding you. Blessings can surround you in the same way that, that wickedness can. So we, we know that there are scriptures that say sin will find you out. Sin will overtake you. There is no temptation that will overtake you. We, we understand the concept of overtaking with sin and wickedness. But I want us here at Highway Church to know that there are big trucks of blessing that can overtake us as well. <laughs> all right, big trucks of blessing, huh? Honk, honk, yeah? All right, that's good. Well, let's think about this. If there are two types of traffic, and they're coming at all times, you can just be maintaining your speed, and you maybe you're on a hill, and here they come. You, they're rolling down. I've got my cruise control on. I'm going in life, and here they come, all right? And so we've got to recognize what they are. What are these things, these trucks or blessings of righteousness? Joy, joy it's, it's a wonderful thing to get in on, right, to yield to. Peace, a wonderful thing to get on, in on, to yield to. Wholeness, health, love, get in on love, yield to love, yield to love. Kindness, patience, faith, and believing. All right, let me read those again. You can get in on joy, peace, wholeness, health, love, kindness, patience, faith, and believing. These are all things that we want to get in the same lane with, all right? We want to pull over <laughs> as we're going along and make sure that we are getting in the lane with, that we're yielding to these things, that we're yielding to joy, that we're yielding to peace, that we're yielding to wholeness, love, kindness, patience, faith, and believing. 
Also then, let's compare those. Let's contrast those. What are the opposites of those? Or what are the things that go against those things? Here are the things, those were just the things we want to yield to. These are the things that we don't want to yield to. All right? We don't want to yield to discouragement, the opposite of joy. We don't want to yield to discontentment, the opposite of peace. We don't want to yield to brokenness. That's the opposite of wholeness. I don't want to yield to sickness. It's the opposite of health. And hatred, certainly we don't want to yield to hatred. We don't want to yield to sarcasm and sharp tongue talking, right? That's one I'm constantly on me, myself about, watching myself, right? Got to watch that. Can't, we want to be kind, right? Kind, not sharp tongue, not sarcastic. And there's, you know, that, there's a lot of that trucking down the road, <laughs> all right? There's a lot of sarcasm, a lot of sharp tongue, a lot of, ah, oh, they're just joking. Ah, oh, it's sharp. It's not kind. And we don't want to yield to that. We don't want to yield to quitting. That's the opposite of patience and endurance. We don't want to quit. We don't want to yield to quitting, right? We don't want to yield to fear, the opposite of faith. And we don't want to yield to doubt, the opposite of believing, so we've got these two lanes, and we've got these types of trucks coming down. We've got to know when to yield and when not to yield. Well, on the road, there are lots of types of drivers also, all right? Here we go. We're going to talk about drivers. And don't raise your hand if I talk about you. Just, just go, whoa. And don't nudge your neighbor either. Just, just listen, all right? So types of drivers. There are some people on the road, and they have absolutely no regard to the rules of the road. Absolutely have, I don't know if they don't know them or if they just don't care, but they would be people in life that would say, well, what does it matter what lane I'm in? What does it matter if I complain or if I rejoice? What does it matter if I'm sick or if I'm healthy? What does it matter if I doubt God or if I believe God? What does it matter if I lend myself over to fear or if I lend myself to faith? What does it matter? I'm gonna do what I want and I'll get there at the end, right? Okay? There are people like that. And like I said, I don't know if the reason we can't know the motive, whether it's they don't know the rules of the road at all or whether they know and they're just disregarding it. I don't know. But the thing is, is that God has called us, and we love the, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Boy, those ought to roll off of our tongue. They got to be running around inside of us all the time. And, uh, if, and I don't know if people don't know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, or if they just don't care. And what does it matter? I'll get there anyway. God, God will take me anyway. The thing is, is that it slows other people down, <laughs> you know? If somebody is just driving however they want, it slows the other travelers down. It slows people down if they see you with this kind of attitude, or you can endanger or hurt others even. If you don't know the rules of the road or you don't care, you can endanger others. It's the same in your walk with Christ. People will look and observe and see you swinging from going wherever you want. I'm depressed one day. I'm happy the other day. I'm, I'm over here. I'm yelling at my wife or my husband. And over here, I'm, you know, uh, being nice to some stranger. You see this kind of craziness, and it confuses other drivers <laughs> and don't know how to react or what to do. Some people drive distracted and drunk. We know this, right? And they say, I, I don't even know what lane I'm in. I, I have no, 
I'm not even conscious. I don't even know what I'm doing. And what's the problem with that? They, they say they're fine, and they're clearly not. <laughs> they're clearly not fine. They're all over the place. All right, the same thing with us. We need to learn in life what to yield to and what not to yield to so that we don't appear distracted or drunk, <laughs> you know, to those who are observing and looking on. You know, it's our goal. We're here to represent Christ. Isn't that right? He's making us into his image. We're going from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith. We're being made daily into the likeness of Christ and into the image of Christ. And so we need to learn, if that's the goal, right? It says, behold, and we'll see him face to face, and when we do, we'll be like him. If that's the goal, then we need to start yielding to the things of God now and not be distracted and not be drunk, <laughs> But to know, to know where we are, to know what we're doing, to know I'm not yielding right now to, the, to, the, to righteousness. I'm not yielding to kindness. I need to change lanes. I need to yield myself. Why? So that I lend myself over to the process that God has begun in us by his Holy Spirit in forming us into the likeness of Christ. I have to yield myself to that process. There are other drivers that are just stubborn. <laughs> They'll say something like, this is the lane I drive in. I'm not moving, right? How many of you get there in the left lane and they're just there, you know? It's like, get over, left is for passing, right? <laughs> right, but no, I don't know. Again, I don't know if they don't know or if they're just, no, I, I don't know how to change and I'm just gonna stay in this lane. These are the people who say, well, I'm just an angry person and there's nothing I can do about it. Or I'm just an impatient person. This, just, this is my lane and I, I live with it, right? Right? This is the unyielding. They're unyielding. They, they're, they know what lane they're in and they're not gonna move. <laughs> and people can be coming up and bearing up on them and they, they just will not move. People can, you know, what you do, flash your lights, whatever you do, come up a little closer, try and get them to, to nudge, get out of the left lane. You know, just, you know, people come, come on, come on, you don't have to. No, I, I'm, I'm sick, you know, <laughs> I'm poor. It, they just, this is my lane and I'm not moving from it. All right, and we don't want to be like that. That is unyielding, unyielding. There are also some drivers who, who just plain old don't know how to yield. They'll say, I can't move. They'll look around and they'll see everything in their life and they say, they're just too big. Trucks are too big. <laughs> Trucks are too fast. Trucks are too many. I, I don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Same thing in life. There are people where things are coming at them. Sickness comes to them. Fear comes to them. And they're just too big and they paralyze and they don't know what to do. Well, we are going to learn how to yield here this morning is what we're going to do. You know when you, when you yield, sometimes you, ha you have to observe what's going on, don't you? You have to see what's going on. You can't just, and people do this too, <laughs> you just can't just head out onto the road and not first observe that there's stuff going on in life. There's stuff going on out there. So we have to be aware. We have to be alert to what is coming down the road, okay? Whether it's blessing, as we said before, or whether it's wickedness. We have to be alert and aware. What is this that's coming into my life? What is this? What is this that's going on between me and my kids? What is this that's going on between me and my husband? What is this that's going on, you know? What is this that's going on just within me, within my feelings? What is this? 
What is this? What's happening? If I can be observant, if I can be paying attention, are these the things of the fruit of the Spirit or are these things that are of wickedness? If I can be alert and I can be aware, then I know how to move in, right? Then I know how to move in. And when you yield, you got to know what's going on, but then you've got to accelerate sometimes, and sometimes you have to slow down, all right? Sometimes you have to accelerate, pick up the pace, pick up your praise, pick up your prayer, pick, pick things up, pick, let's accelerate so we can get in the right place, all right? Sometimes you're not in the right place to yield. Sometimes there's a big truck coming along there of discouragement, a big truck of fear, a big truck of lack, and you've got to accelerate to get past that. You've got to put praise on, you've got to get joy on. You've got to get, you know, faith on. You've got to accelerate a little bit so that you can get in the right place, right? Right? You've got to do that. You've got to do that. You've got to accelerate. And sometimes just the opposite, you've got to slow down. Sometimes we're just, <laughs> and we've got to back up and just, whoa, slow down. Let that pass. That has nothing to do with me, right? Let it pass. Discouragement? Nothing to do with me. Discontentment, nothing to do with me. Slow down, right? Right? Don't be chasing discouragement. Don't be chasing discontentment, okay? But sometimes you got to accelerate, and this is when yielding comes. This is when you listen on the inside. The God will give you a very, very specific prescription for what you need to do in certain situations, and you've got to be listening and hearing so that you can yield to what the voice of the Lord is saying. So sometimes it's to accelerate, and sometimes it's to slow down. Just let it pass. Let that pass. Let it pass. It has nothing to do with you, right? Let it pass. Oh, that's good. Just let it go. Let it pass, and you'll come in behind, right? Right? <laughs> right. Some believe drivers. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I got ahead of myself. You know, uh, also when you're yielding, You've got to observe everything that's going on. Sometimes you've got to accelerate. Sometimes you've got to slow down. And sometimes, and, mo and always, this is always, you have to make a decisive move, right? You can't be, I don't know what I'm doing, right? A decisive move. And that's part of what it is. Am I going to accelerate? Am I going to praise more? Make a decision on what it is that you want to do to overcome right, or to get in, uh, in line with where you want to be, to make your choice. Make a decisive decision. Okay, um, if, a, you know, I just remember, we just, Eden and I just went to Pennsylvania. We took Interstate 80 to go up to the Erie area right as that big snow dump on <laughs> Buffalo is happening, and I just kept thinking, is it going to get us, you know? But it, it was good. It stayed away. It stayed away more up toward Buffalo, not toward Erie. But in driving there, I have, to, I have to decide, okay, this truck is bearing down. This discouragement is bearing down. This sickness is bearing down. What am I going to do? Am I just going to jump in and, and say, oh, you know, go along? Or am I going to let it pass? <laughs> let the sickness pass. Let the discouragement pass. But in that moment, I have to make a decisive decision. I have to make a decision. I have to say, whether I'm, I, I've, I can't just, the truck there that's going by, I need to know how to deal with it, all right? So we make a decision. And then there are others that believe they just have to be in a particular place whenever they're driving. 
well, the exit is there, and, and, and I have to be here. In order to be there, I have to be here. They just believe that they have to be here. And this represents a kind of a person in life who says, well, this is just the lane that I have to be in. This is the lane that God has for me. <laughs> and, you know, if you believe that, you're, that your discouragement, that your discontentment, that your frustration that your doubt, that your fear, if you believe that's where you're supposed to be, you won't, you won't try and move. That is yielding to the wrong thing. If you think that God has, you know, has you in a particular place and there's nothing you can do about it, that's just the way I have to get there, you'll never leave from that lane. So it's important that we are, again, knowing the difference. What lane are we in? <laughs> Are we in a lane of righteousness or are we in a lane of wickedness? And identify the traffic that's out there, right? Here's the good news. If you don't like all the traffic that's all around you, surrounding you on every side, guess what? You can switch lanes, <laughs> right? You can switch lanes. You can get out. Jesus by coming has made way for us to get out. There was no way before he came. There was no way for us to leave discouragement. There was no way for us to leave discontentment. There was no way to come out of fear. But Jesus has gone ahead of us and he has made the way. And didn't he show us how to do it? Didn't he show us how to yield to the Father? You know, the scripture says that he didn't say anything that the Father, he said, I only say the things I hear my Father say, and I only do the things my Father does. That's yielded. He knew how to yield. And he went ahead and did it. And he switched lanes, right? Right? He switched lanes. For us, he was of heaven, of righteousness, and he switched to the wickedness and to the sin, right? That's what he did. And then now it's our, because of what he did for us, now we can switch lanes. If you don't like what's going on, you don't have to continue to yield to it. You not to know what to resist and what to yield to in life. And Jesus has shown us how. Jesus has shown us how. And he's made it available. He's made a way available so that we can switch lanes. Amen. Let's remember Proverbs 14, 24 that we looked at before. You have that, Eden? Look, remember, we had a choice in this verse. Remember, the, the, well, or the wise wisdom produces wealth in a crown, but foolishness or folly produces folly. So we, why are we talking about all this? Why are we talking about yielding so that we can produce what God has willed for us to produce in our lives? It's his will that we be like Christ, that we be one with him. And if we're not even aware of where we are or we're driving drunk and distracted and all over the place, we're not aiding his will in our lives. We want to yield to the will of God in our lives. Let's look at Romans 6 again. We read it at the beginning. And let's look at it again, but this time in the Amplified Bible. This is Romans 6, verses 11 through 14. This is Amplified. Even so, consider yourselves dead to sin. Right? So we're not yielding to sin. We're dead to sin. We're not giving ourselves or getting in on the flow of sin. We are counting ourselves dead to sin. And your relation to it broken has nothing to do with me. Let it pass right by. 
let sin pass me right by. It has nothing to do with me. My relationship to it is broken. But alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. Verse 12, let not, let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies. Perishable bodies. Let not. If it says let, right there, it's indicating our choice to yield or not to yield to sin in our lives or to righteousness, whichever. You know, you can yield to both. You can yield to one and you can yield to the other. We, in wanting to come in line with what God has done, look, what's it say right there in 11? We're alive to God. We're alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. That's God's will, right? So we've got to yield so that we're doing we're getting in on his flow, right? Verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies to make you yield to its cravings and be subject to its lusts and evil passions. So we've got to say in this. We've got to say in this. You know, there are times whenever, um, whatever, the pressures of the house, the laundry, the dishes, the f- menus, the kids can come on me and, and I can get snappy, you know? No, nobody knows that, right? Nobody, nobody gets snappy, right? I've got to observe. I've got to know at that moment what's going on, you know, and decide, am I going to go with this snappiness or am I going to put the brakes on, slow down, switch lanes, and get into kindness? And if you say, well, I'm just snappy, my mom was snappy, my grandma was snappy, my dad's snappy, then you're like the one who's just deciding there's nothing I can do about it. And that's not so. It says here that we're to, you know, not let. We, can, we have power. We have authority. We have a decision here to make, whether to yield or not. Let's look at verse 13. Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to sin as instruments, tools of wickedness, but offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead to perpetual life. Ah, yes, that's me. And your bodily members and faculties to God, presenting them as implements of righteousness. So again, we are presenting our little life car, <laughs> right? Here we are driving down the road. We're presenting our little life car to God. And we are not to present this little car into the wickedness lane, right? We're to present this little car unto God in the righteousness. That's what it says right there. And verse 14, for sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you. This is for those of you who feel that I, there's nothing I can do. They're, they're too big. They're too many. They're too fast. No. Jesus has broken the dominion of these things over you. You don't have to yield to these things anymore. You don't have to yield to sickness anymore. You don't have to yield to lack anymore. You don't have to yield to sarcasm and sharp tongues. You don't have to yield to that anymore. For sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you since now you are not under law as slaves, but under grace, as subjects of God's favor and mercy. Amen. Amen. And then I want to say this to you, though, and we've already kind of touched upon it, but 
you know you don't have to yield to righteousness. It's your choice. You know you don't have to yield. You can just keep driving crazy. <laughs> you can just keep driving crazy. You don't have to, but I want to look at what the Word says about that. Let's look at Second Chronicles 30, verse 8. I think you have it up there. Second Chronicles 30, verse 8. You don't have to yield to righteousness. You can keep going crazy. Here's what God says. Now be not stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord and come to his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God, that his fierce anger may turn away from you. I only pull this up to say that the, what is the opposite of yielded? It says, but yield yourselves to the Lord. See that word there? But yield yourselves to the Lord. Well, what, what came before it? What's the opposite? Stiff-necked. Oh, that's God's, in God's understanding of things, the opposite of being yielded is being stiff-necked. And we don't want to be, you know, and this is the thing that's tricky for us. Let's look at another scripture. That's Jeremiah 17, 23. Jeremiah 17, 23. This is also amplified. It said, yet they would not listen and obey or incline their ears, but they stiffened their necks that they might not hear and might not receive instruction. If you think the instruction is there, right? It, the, it, says, it says they might not hear and might not receive instruction. The instruction is there. And NIV, Eden, put that up. It says discipline, respond to discipline. It's there. It's there. Some of us, you know, I don't want you to come leave here today saying, well, the blessing of... Um, of joy never comes by me or it's there it's there don't say well the the big blessing truck of um of plenty just doesn't come by it doesn't come on my road no <laughs> no it's there the instruction is there uh the discipline is there god has supplied everything for us through jesus he supplied joy didn't jesus say my own peace i leave you my own peace i give you not as the world gifts do i give unto you but I give you my very own. It's there. It's supplied. The trucks are there. The blessing trucks to overtake you are there. They're there. They're there. You don't, you don't have to. Don't say. Don't say they're not there. What I'm bringing and highlighting here is that the, the discipline is provided for you. All right? The discipline of joy. The discipline of peace. The discipline of love. It's there for you. So don't think that it doesn't come down your road. It has come down your road through Jesus. And it's up to us to say, I need to get in on that. I need to get in on the flow of that because that's what I want to produce. And if we don't, God calls that stiff-necked. What are the opposites of being yielded? Resistant. I, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm just as guilty. I can, you know, in those times of crabby snappy, I can be resistant to joy <laughs> and just say, well, I don't, I'm just going to keep going in this lane. But when the Spirit of God stops me, and if I have this mindset that I need to yield to joy, I need to yield to kindness, I need to yield to the health that Jesus Christ has provided for me, I need to yield to the abundance, I need to yield to kindness, I need to yield to faith. Some of us think that doubt just happens. Doubt, you can switch away from that. You can switch away from that. You can switch away from doubt, and I have to yield 
to believing, right? And Jesus said, you know, to those that he would heal, he'd say, do you believe that I can do this? You've got to switch, switch lanes from doubt to believing. The opposite, again, resistant. I don't want to resist believing. I want to be quick to believe. Are we quick to believe? We're quick to believe. I don't want to be obstinate towards the instruction of the Lord. I don't want to be unflexible. I want to be able to switch quickly. <laughs> I want to be able to yield quickly what I need to yield to and what I need to resist and not yield to. So important that we know this in life. You know, this is how, again, what's the goal? The goal is that we want to get in line with what God's will is for our lives, and that is that we become more and more daily molded and shaped into the image of Christ. And if I know how to yield, I can make that process easier, and I can get, you know, if you yield on the highway and make the lane switches that you need to make when you need to make, you'll get there quicker. You'll make better time in your journey, right? <laughs> And that's what we want to do. We want to make better time. We want to accelerate this Christ-likeness that, that he has provided for us by yielding. So let's pray. Let's seal this. Let's decide together this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you have supplied for us of your spirit all that we need to live and to have life. And we've given us your precious promise that we might partake and be part of godliness, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, that it's your plan that you called us to be yours, that you took us out of our lane and you said that we could be in another lane altogether that we didn't even know existed. Thank you, Father, that joy flows in our lives, that we get in on the flow of joy, that we get in on the flow of peace, that we get on the flow of kindness, patience, of faith and of believing, of health and of abundance, Lord. We get in on your flow this morning. Father, help us to be aware. Teach us, Lord God. Speak to us. Thank you for doing it, Lord. Teaching us and showing us when we need to move <laughs> and when we need to back off, when we need to yield to your, uh, to your ways, to your righteousness, and when we need to resist wickedness and resist sin. Thank you, Lord, that we're alive to Christ, alive to God through Christ, that sin no longer has dominion over us or mastery over us. We're not intimidated. We know how to yield. We're not intimidated anymore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I think it's important at this time, we'll just keep praying. If anyone here, this is just responding, this is just a response inside of you to what I'm saying this morning. You need to switch lanes. You're not so good at it. <laughs> but you want the help of the Holy Spirit to switch lanes. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. We're going to pray together. I'm not so good at it. I've been stubborn. I've been drunk. I've been distracted. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We hear your word today, and we do not resist the instruction of the Lord. We are not stiff-necked today. Father, help us. 
Lord, we yield ourselves wholly and completely to you. Every member of our bodies, our eyes, our ears, our mouth, our hands, our feet, every part of us wholly and completely yielded to you. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging us that you have made a way for us to switch lanes. (laughs) We're not stuck anymore. Thank you for accelerating our walk with you, Lord God. Jesus came so that we could switch lanes, that we could permanently leave the lane of doubt and failure and live in the lane of faith and victory. Take God at his word and let him lead you into the abundant life he has for you. In Jesus' name, amen.